0: Welcome back to episode 11 of Retro Resolutions Podcast, your definitely only retro podcast that you listen to. Uh, as always, I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And uh, today we are going to talk about uh, box art, cover art. And uh, before we get into it, let's talk about what we've been playing lately. That's right. Do- do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
1: I'll go first because I think you've got a bigger story. So probably, uh, as you know, I recently got a Xbox Series X, and uh, and while of course the Mister is the the system to play on, uh, there's probably one game I typically buy for every system, and I know it's going to shock you, but it's Shinobi, and yeah. I recently found out that. Uh, and I don't know why this is a recent finding. Probably because I actually searched for it, but there is a, um, a Shinobi available. It is the arcade version, and it's through the Xbox three hundred and sixty backwards compatibility. You know, it came out on the three hundred and sixty, yeah. but you can you can run it. Uh, and I'm pretty. I'm sure I owned it on that three hundred and sixty, but I wish I would have remembered better because. Uh, well, one honestly, and I don't know if it's a—I don't have any other three hundred and sixty games, so I don't know if this is the case for other ones. But the timings are terrible on it. The emulation looks bad. It just—it's just a really sad way to play this game. Uh, uh, and even worse, it's a—it uh, is a ROM that has been modified. So the original Shinobi game... uh, Wait, so is
0: this the arcade version of Shinobi? So it's like the the decades old one. It's not like some modern version. That's correct. Modern in 2007. It's not the
1: 3D version. It's not the modern version. This is a arcade emulated uh, version of Shinobi. And so uh, you know, the timings and everything else, I know the back of my hand you know if there's one timings of a game that I know it's that one and it's just all over the map I mean one second it's too late sometimes it's too fast it's just it's just incredibly frustrating so if you know how to play this game well uh, this is not the version you want to get that's for sure you know mister I can flip over to mister and oh it's just It's just pure timing goodness. It's just awesome. It looks right, feels right, times well. Uh, It's just great. But uh, this version, as I mentioned before, was modified. And by that, I mean that the original game had a ninja that comes down the wall like a spider and he looks he's got the colors of spider-man you wouldn't say he's spider-man oh you
0: know i've seen this there's also a batman isn't there
1: there i think there is on one of the other ones i think not on this
0: particular arcade yeah, but, but one of like, the other ones had a Batman. he's not got, yeah. he's walmart brand spider-man yeah yeah right yeah. it's like a
1: walmart brand spider-man so yeah there's this one and they even put a thing that says Copyright, Spider-Man, blah, 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 in, in some of the, uh, uh, I think it's in the the title, even, uh, of the original. I'll have to look it up. Uh, but anyway, uh, to avoid any copyright issues or whatever, they, they made this guy, like, green and yellow. Possibly the two ugliest colors to put together. And... You know, it just it just doesn't feel right when you when you see Spider-Man. You know it's Spider-Man that's going to come down and attack you, and uh, and he's a pretty good foe, especially that early on in the game. You want to definitely kick him off. You want to knock him off the wall before he gets to the ground, Uh, because then he starts jumping around like Spider-Man, and and he can he can be pretty difficult if you're if you're just playing the game for the first time. So anyway. Yeah, so now you got this yellow-green guy jumping around. The graphics aren't emulated very well. It just feels—it's not a port, but because you have that extra emulation layer in there for the 360, it feels like a bad port. And I—I uh, I, you
0: know- think that on the—I th- don't think that the problem is the 360. 360- emulation on you the don't. Xbox Series S? No. I mean, there is a little bit of latency there, I think, but in general, those emulations are pretty good.
1: The, okay, the so 360, they, so they other 360 I think,
0: games. I think that They're it was good. bad on the 360 when they originally ported it and that could be very well the case you know i there was a lot uh, of that going around back then i've got a copy of metal slug 3 on the 360 and it's a miserable version of that game an excellent game that is just yeah bad. excellent
1: game but that's yeah that's heartbreaking that's sad but that's good to know because like I said i they haven't played any other 360 games so to me this is like man if this is what the emulation for 360 is like I am not buying a single 360 game. And there are a few that I love, you know, and uh, that are classics by now, you know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's no, I wouldn't fun. shy
0: away from other 360 games like, you know, the Gears of Wars or the Viva Pinatas, you know, things that came out for the 360 emulate pretty well okay. on the Series X.
1: Don't you have some of the Banjo-Kazooie games on the for the 360? How did yeah. those run?
0: Fine. But, to, okay. but those are not emulations of n64 games they're not those are those are ports to the 360 that they had like up and they actually even changed a couple of game mechanics and they run really well on okay. the series s that i have mm-hmm. so i think games that that weren't bad ports to begin with are good are pretty good and that's yeah. good to
1: know because I, there, are, like I said, there are some games that I am interested in purchasing, but after that, I was just totally freaked out because I was like, "This is awful," you know. It just, and you're right; it's probably. I'm happy to what you're saying because if it's a bad port, you know, there are some games that I do want to get, so yeah, uh, and that were made for the three hundred and sixty. So yeah, yeah, good news.
0: So, what game have you been playing? uh i think the last time we recorded i gave the same answer and that (laughs) is i've been playing a lot of street fighter alpha 3 yes yes uh still playing wow still playing it i don't know it's just it's hooked me Uh, it's it's i just like to sit down go through the arcade as far as i can while i've got you know 10 or 15 minutes sure and then sometimes it turns into an entire evening wow (laughs) uh and so I had, of course, this isn't gonna play exactly very well on the audio, but uh, I've played it a bunch of different ways. I' got a billion different pl- ways to play, you know, with controllers and such. Uh, you know, the PlayStation version's decent, the Dreamcast version's decent with those native controllers. Uh, when I play with on a, on a emulation or the Mr, uh, I have this uh, Sega Saturn Bluetooth controller. So it's got the six face buttons, so you can yeah. do all the levels of, yeah. all on the face. Uh, D- don't you have great. that
1: uh, arcade controller by yes. Hori?
0: Yeah. So I've got this fight stick, fighting stick mini by Hori, and it's an it's it was made for the Nintendo Switch, and it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, the I, reviews after you had shown it, I looked it up, and the reviews were
1: pretty outstanding for it.
0: I would it recommend really it. Really like it. Uh, but it is a little bit cramped and when you get into the action Mm. it's light so you can tend to like you know lift it off of the table and then slam it back down again a little bit and it drove my wife crazy uh i bet it did uh and and i started to get so into it that i thought boy it's time for me to upgrade oh so i got myself whoa an 8-bit dough arcade stick I don't know um how you say it but uh this is great uh it's really customizable it's really cool and it looks it looks cool man it is excellent it it does I mean to describe it for you it's got
1: the 8-bit duo feel to it but it's also got a Nintendo feel to it you've got these red buttons kind of a black Square for the where the buttons are and then you've got a nice black controller And then it's got some color buttons along the top Uh, What are those buttons along the top up there?
0: So these ones these colored ones we got some green yellow and blue colored buttons Uh, These are like the start and select um, Ah, Gotcha. Well, actually they aren't because There is a start and select button on here. Uh, These are like the home and share buttons, I guess, the analogs for home oh, yeah. and share on modern controllers. And then there's yes. a third one that's the sync button. Nice. And then there's some there's some knobs. You got some knobs, and this lets you change it, and it does this... Th- I wonder if you can see it here. Uh, so if I turn it to um, S mode, you can see that it lights up the, the labels for the buttons. Yeah. You see that? That's sweet. Uh, so that's an S mode, and then if I turn it to X mode, which is not for Xbox, it is for X input. It changes the labels.
1: Wow. So that's that the buttons fantastic. are in a different order. So it's got
0: it's 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 designed for the Nintendo Switch and Windows, and so S is for Switch, and it changes the button orientation to be the default for Switch, and then X is X input, and it changes the default to be. The regular default for arcade sticks on Windows. Wow. Uh, it's got. It's got three different ways to connect it, which is such a nerdy thing to be excited about. But it can be wired via USB-C. It's got a switch that'll let you go between Bluetooth and wireless, or wow. 2.4 gigahertz, which is fancier. And it's got a little. It's got a little bay back here to store the usb dongle for 2.4 gigahertz
1: that is beautiful
0: it I, is i i'm nice. totally a nerd because i
1: absolutely love that it comes with three different ways to connect that's just, uh, yeah
0: that's and really great it's very convenient for me because there's sometimes I, where each one of those is going to be a better option for me of course why sure. so like I with I the prefer- dongle
1: can you use it on mr then yeah
0: ah so that's what i've mostly been doing is playing it on wired on mister but then i could dongle wirelessly to the mister and have it be really fast i think you might have convinced me to buy one of those it's uh, it's very nice how heavy is it does it have does it have some
1: substance to it
0: yeah there's a steel plate in it And these nice fat rubber bottoms, so that when you put it on a desk, it's, it's like, like you're solid. Not driving your wife crazy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing that I have not done to it, but the switches and the, the buttons that it comes with are fine, but they're not like the best uh, kinds. But they advertise it as ultra moddable.
1: So you so, can actually change out the buttons
0: on it? So you can get in there and swap out the buttons for standard buttons. Uh, they wow. have to be low profile ones. They can't be the uh, the long ones that are in most arcade cabinets, but um, they do make low profile switches that are, are well regarded that you can stick in there very easily. So you could change it to be whatever colors you wanted, whatever clickiness you wanted. You can switch your your ball stick out for a bat i like a good bat do you know what i'm talking about here i do although i'm i'm a ball guy uh, i like a bat i'm a
1: good i'm a fan of the bat see this is you where know? you you and i have to yeah you and i differ on this but that's cool i love yeah. that that you're into the bat i like so the bat. you can unscrew that and put in the yeah,
0: or do you I have the, a
1: specific one
0: i think the bat i have here is a little bit too long because it is oh, you know it's about yeah. two inches tall so you got to get something shorter but uh, Still. yeah, I could get a low-profile bat and swap That's it out. Great. <laughs> That's you dropping the bat. That's me dropping the bat. Uh, so I've been playing a bunch of Street Fighter on this, and in fact, I've. Oh. I've I'm been, jealous. No wonder you're I've playing
1: been, Street Fighter on on a system like that. I'd be going. I know.
0: It. I know it is. It's very nice. Uh, I've been really enjoying it, and I've been playing it on Mister. But then I've also been playing it on Switch um because i i i was like "Ah, i i like playing it but nobody in my house is good enough at games to like want to play against them because it would just not be very fun for them sure and then uh nobody's playing it online anymore on at least on the switch and that's too bad uh, but it was on sale the the street fighter 30th anniversary collection which includes alpha 3 was on sale on the switch for 12 dollars so I asked a friend if he was interested in playing it, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, sure. We haven't played it together yet, but I've uh, been playing on the Switch to like get a feel for the latency, and... for the
1: timings and stuff on the Switch."
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, and... Is that sale
1: sale still going on, or has it expired?
0: I don't know. It was uh, f- like five days ago, so it might. I'll still be check. On. I'm
1: curious. Yeah. I'd like. I mean, you know, anytime I can get those, you know, collections. I do try to get them because then it yeah. gives me more legit ROMs in my mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
0: so uh, I've been playing that and, sweet. uh, it's been a good time. The other thing, I don't want to spend too long on this cause it's not actually retro, but the other thing I've been doing, I just got to di- or yesterday as of recording a, uh, a play date by panic in Portland actually. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, it's brand new and it comes with brand new games and it's, it's fun. It's for those who don't know what the Playdate is. It's a tiny, like basically imagine a stack of post-it notes in size and you've maybe used half of them. Right. And that's how, that's, that's the size of it. Um, and it's got a little, it's got like a D pad, two buttons and a little black and white monochrome, like literally one bit display one big, so it's yeah, either one
1: bit display it's either on or off that's it yeah,
0: so it's either a white pixel or a black pixel there's no not like the game boy where there's four shades it is black or white yeah,
1: yeah. A, a game boy game boy would be an upgrade when it comes to the display of this bad boy although the well, display is really cool
0: the display is really nice not like bad like a game boy yeah a game boy had a terrible that. display yeah we're not yeah but it had four colors this, this has colors, one color. This is one. or two colors, yes. and um, but the display is like really, really nice. Uh, and you should
1: just you should also say that, like a Post-it, it is yellow. So yes. now, could you get it in different colors, or was it nope, just? It just comes that's what in I yellow. thought. It was just, yeah, it's a very pretty, you know, video game. You see a lot of syst- uh, emulation systems out with this color as well, but it's a just a gorgeous
0: yellow. I would describe this yellow as Famicom Disk System Discs.
1: Yes, perfect yellow. description.
0: Uh, and yeah, it's it's fun. I'm, it, it, the thing about the play date, and the why it's called play date, is that um, when you turn it on, it starts your season. And in season one, there's going to be 24 games. You get two a week for 12 weeks. Wow. Update day is on Monday. So I only have two games as part of season one uh and i've been enjoying those uh, there's this one that's like a surfing kind of arcade style game where you surf by cranking i've been cranking it all day yesterday and all day today and uh, yeah
1: describe a little more about the hand crank like what that how that interacts
0: yeah it's just it's on the side and you just you just flip it out and then you can spin it like a fishing rod almost.
1: Yeah, it's like that's what I was gonna say, is it feels like a fishing rod video game uh, yeah. attachment.
0: And uh yeah, but it's just built in and, and you, like, and you, you can go take it forwards it off. and backwards. Just, yep. And it and does three sixty degree motion. articulation. Nice. Yep, and it's uh
1: And is that the only way to control the games or are there other
0: no no no. some games Enjoy use it. a combination of the d-pad and the buttons and the crank some use only the crank some use some don't use the crank so it has a d-pad
1: um, buttons and the crank <coughs> for yeah. using And like you said different system different games use different button combinations or no crank or yes crank or whatever yeah yep. fascinating um, it's a really interesting system i mean I can't remember the last time you and I talked about a crank, you know, it's like, right. never, you know, unless we were talking about a fishing game, you know, which uh, I, yeah, I kind of that.
0: Which, I kinda do want some of those, uh, those controllers for yeah. fishing games on like the Dreamcast.
1: Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've been tempted to get one because my dad loved fishing games and I thought, man, if I could get him in, if I could find one for the switch, that might be a way for me to get him into playing yeah those fishing games you know
0: so yeah i've been playing that it's not technically retro but the the um the spirit of the system is very decidedly retro uh, yeah, it, it really is <laughs> the way that they are like selling the games for it which is that they aren't like you buy the system it comes with the season one of games and can you buy
1: additional games
0: Yeah, so they, it's like a completely open platform. So they don't like have a store that they take a cut of. You can buy games on itch and then you can sideload them on. There's a web interface for sideloading them to your account so that they appear on, uh, like, over the download system like the other season games. Or you can, uh, you know, plug them in over USB and use the SDK to sideload them that way. Sideload them. Uh,. And so it's it's decidedly retro in that format, too. It's just like, no, we made a thing, and if you make things for that thing, then you can sell them. And, you know, it's not like the App Store, right, where Apple's like, we're going to take a 30% cut of every game sold on our App Store. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, you just put them in, and it'll
1: work. That's really cool, because, I mean, for this thing to succeed, I think, you know, it's going to need games, and I think it's really smart that they're having these seasons where you're getting these games automatically and yeah. uh you know i was really tempted to get one. i really was but for me uh i was uh, and i may get one later it really depends on the, the games that come out on it you know i was a yeah. little nervous about some of the uh you know it, uh, like you said it's going to be decidedly retro but is it retro enough for and by that i mean does it either one bring me back to feeling like i'm playing old school games or does it remind me enough of an old school game uh a combo of either one of those would be fine uh so it'll be interesting i i have to say that seeing yours uh and how cute it is that's the other thing is it's it's just cute
0: it is Uh, cute it's really different when you see it in person too like the screen is impossible to uh really explain you have to see it. it it's
1: it's really uh I don't know i don't want to use the word resolution but i i'm trying to think of how crisp it does have i
0: mean it has a resolution it is like 400 by 200 or something about that uh but it's not just the resolution that's of the, the thing it's like you know when you when you're looking it's at something like
1: really you know it's kind of hard to do.
0: and the black on it is like really black right good good uh so it's almost it's almost like an e ink display, but it isn't. It's, yeah, it's reflective and not backlit, so like it is it is not possible to play in the dark.
1: Oh, so no backlight?
0: No, Interesting. Uh, or front light? Um,
1: or front light? Yeah, no light period.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, wow. but it's but it is reflective, so it does have that kind of thing where you know like with the Game Boy where you like would tilt it so that it was angled. Towards the light source in the room, uh, but like it's not that it's not as bad as like using a Game Boy. It's it's quite vibrant when it catches the light. That's cool. Um, and it's it's it is dull if it's not catching the light, but still visible. It's it's you gotta see it in person, really.
1: And and you know one other thing that I thought was I didn't and honestly this might have pushed me over the edge if I had known this. Uh, was it was coming with this, and I didn't. It's something you just showed me earlier today. Is uh, you can plug it in to your computer, and yeah. you can see the screen that way. You know, yes. And you could, yeah. It doesn't look as cool. You play in the dark. It would just be you'd be using your computer monitor. As, yeah, that's true. Right, that's true. Uh, and mean and that may not be. It's it actually not the uh, ideal way to play, but. It's neat it's to actually record it.
0: Yeah, well, you can for streaming and all and and to get a bigger view, but also what's crazy is you could plug this in over USB, use the mirror app to see it on your display and use a USB controller and map the controls to the controls including the crank and so you really? you could just use this as a console yeah that's that is crazy
1: i separately I, I am surprised that they allow you to use the you that you,
0: you can set the crank to another device that's what really i believe cool. yeah that you can like set an analog stick to the crank, yeah an which is not stick. gonna be fully effective like sure but crank, you know people you know. who have like
1: i don't know range of motion issues and things mm-hmm. like that the ability to adapt it to an analog stick is
0: is fantastic yeah so anyway you know i know people
1: who you know the wrist you know like cranking it would be difficult but being able to just thumb it would be great using an analog stick so yeah yeah that's pretty
0: Uh, cool it is it's 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 a neat accessibility feature it is an Um, accessibility
1: feature
0: yeah yeah anyway it's 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 fun it's got a retro spirit not technically retro um so, should we talk about art. box art?
1: Yes, box
0: the art. The lost art of box
1: art. It really is a lost art, I'm sorry to say, you know? Uh,
0: uh, yeah. yeah. Well, part of it is that is that boxes are like 50% of sales now, and the others You know, I'm actually are...
1: surprised it's even 50%, you know? I don't it, know what it
0: is, but it's... But it's going down, plus, and, it, yeah. and
1: I, I would assume that over... Man, even the next five years, it's it's just not even going to exist. You're not going to have an option to buy physical media anymore,
0: which eh, I think over the next 50, that'll certainly be the case. But I think physical media will have an option for the next. Yeah, I think feature. I think there'll be an option. I just think it's going to be
1: severely Miniscule. limited, yeah. you know, because yeah. there are people and I get it you know, as someone who owns over 400 records, I love I love having physical media. I know CDs are coming back because once again, people are wanting to have that physical media and I and I do get that. So for video games, I uh, I've lost the the need to have physical media. And for me, that's honestly a huge convenience thing. But that being said, growing up in the era of the atari and the nintendo and all the rest afterwards uh, the love of the box art was um was really huge and uh and the reason i say it's a it's a dying art form is i think also the need has changed so back in the day when you bought an atari game you and there's a wonderful, uh, there's a wonderful art book by Tim Lapine, Lapitino and uh, <clears throat> and it's called Art of Atari, and I would definitely this is a total uh, I'm totally throwing out there that I would recommend uh, if you're into box art, especially the Atari age. I would definitely recommend it. It uh, it's just a beautiful beautiful game i mean they 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 cover the authors of the art and then they cover pretty much every box that came out in the the original atari 2600 and further down the road they they cover several different versions of the box art uh including ones by uh one of my favorites is by ralph mcguire uh who did the cover for a game called vanguard but uh, excuse me, Ralph McQuarrie. I don't know how to spell his last name, apparently. Uh, he is the artist that has become famous for doing a lot of this art for Star Wars movies. He did some of the backdrops, but he also did a lot of the initial sketches for characters and spaceships. And if you are going to say, you know, if you're going to name somebody for Star Wars and art, He's the guy you would name. We yeah, see the
0: guy done. responsible for the the Luke like upper body is like kind of shirtless in the like A-frame pose with his lightsaber to the sky and then Leia's like draped over his shoulder and then there's I, a big I think, he, back I think I think he might be. He's a he did
1: uh he did like these early R2D2 C3PO uh artwork that's really famous like you'll see it on he has like there's a three volume hardback set of his artwork and it's pretty amazing so uh ralph Macquarie, i think is how you pronounce his last name and uh anyway he's just a really amazing artist uh and he he even and that was his one he only did one for the atari boxes but i'm so glad that he did because yeah. it's just such a neat picture but anyway getting back to what I was trying to say um, with Atari games you relied on the cover to help explain what the game was really about because when you when you plugged in the system you got this blocky <laughs> you know graphically uh, very basic game that was full of a bunch of big blocks and and you didn't Sometimes you didn't even understand what was going on with the game, but a lot of times the instruction book and the artwork on the cover helped explain that. Oh yeah, that that big set of blocks is a spaceship, and you're flying down this cave, and you've gotta you've gotta survive getting through this cave, and those other little blocks are attacking you or bad guy spaceships, you know. And so the cover art helped explain what the game was about. And, you know, nowadays, uh, computer, the graphics that we get with all these wonderful new systems, yeah. you don't need that explanation. You don't need that that intro to the game because because the graphics are excellent and you, you, you immediately recognize them as whatever situation you are in, in that particular game. Where back in this day, a lot of times the cover art is what helped you understand what the game was about, what the situation was that you're fighting in, and sometimes even who the main character was. And, uh, and so that was really big. And, uh, you know, I kind of want to go... Th- I was kind of looking at some of our... We've got some things we want to make sure to cover. And one of them is the worst cover, one's the best cover. And I kind of wanted to go kind of by system fairly quickly. But for the Atari uh, the Atari age, uh, and I know this is definitely more of my
0: generation. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to be able to contribute to best or worst for the Atari. Although it, I will say there's one that I, I for some reason sticks out in my mind for the Atari. And that's Yars' Revenge.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Which is like a fly like the insect
1: metallic fly in
0: close up. Uh,
1: uh, and that is one of my favorites because it is so unique and it was just so, uh, uh, pretty. It's,
0: it's very, it's, it's, it's definitely a little bit disturbing in its detail, right? It's yeah. Uh, it's it's like kind of metal. Yeah, it's, and you know? and this is right by the way.
1: This is when uh, this in the eighties, chrome, chrome artwork became a possibility. They developed uh, uh, artistic tools to really make chrome look realistic, and so tons of things, everything from art album covers to video games, started using chrome looking designs because they looked really shiny and really pretty and this is one of the ones that did that because you have this yeah you've got this really scary looking fly which you know I it, but it's all metallic and it's got a weapon and it's shooting little balls out of its mouth and and you, you find out that that's actually the character you're going to be but i remember when i first saw that i thought Man, that's got to be the enemy. <laughs> that's got to yeah. be the bad guy. Because like you said, it kind of had this eerie, scary look to it. Um, but it was actually, you end up being, you know, that ends up being your uh, your uh, <laughs> uh, your character. Uh, so for me, uh, the worst Atari cover is Kangaroo. And Kangaroo has, I'll have to help. It, it's got like this really cheesy kangaroo character that's got it looks like it's got like women lips. You know, it's got the lips from our t- like from a cartoon signifying that it's a woman, uh, I think. And then it's got a baby kangaroo that's blindfolded and trapped in a little prison thing down below. And then it looks like you're punching a monkey. on the the cover uh so apparently you know once again the cover describes what you're going to be doing you're going to be the kangaroo mother who has to free its son or daughter from this prison and a bunch of monkeys are holding it prisoner so it it does a good it does a good job of describing what you're going to do but uh yeah, the artwork is just kind of not... Just an ugly... Yeah. It's just it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Uh, one of my favorite ones is actually on the other page. And there are quite a few, actually. I, I think The Art of Atari, that book that I was mentioning, is such a good book because it, it makes you realize there's just hundreds of uh, wonderful art, art, artwork in there that really symbolized the game. But uh, one of my favorites was from uh, a video game called Kroll. And Kroll, for those of you pre-80 generation, uh, was a movie. And uh, most people would say it was a bad movie. I loved it. I grew up, of course, during this time. It was fairly low budget, but it really tried to do uh, science fiction fantasy in a new way uh that had never been done before and it really was bold in how it told this just really cool story it was kind of fantasy but it has some some star wars type stuff in there this alien basically takes over this planet and enslaves uh enslaves the humans and the different races that are on this planet and uh there's this weapon called Krull that can be used against him, and so uh, the man must save the princess and and destroy the alien with this fancy weapon, uh, which makes for a big, great video game. and uh, And it was fun; it was a fun video game. Fantastic artwork because it looks very much like the cover of the uh, of the movie. Um, or very similar, I should say. The cover was different, uh, but again, excellent, excellent uh, artwork. Uh, the other one that is my very favorite, which is not in that book, but it is uh, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. We've talked about this game before. Uh, I was really lucky. I, I got this on eBay It was still sealed, but there was a crack in part of the seal. So the guy sold it for like 20 bucks. And I mean, this thing sealed is going for like $8,000, you know. So, you know, just to have a crack on the seal, uh, technically means it's opened, I guess. So
0: you're getting graded. Send it to Wada Games. Don't do that. I'm kidding. Wada's bad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: that's right. But you know, I spent 20 bucks on it, and I did open it because I. Uh, oh yeah. You know, for me, it was. I wanted to relive the experience of opening this because this yes. was my favorite Atari game as well. Uh, I tried to look up the guy that did the cover because it looks like a Ralph Macquarie artist or artwork. I could not find it anywhere I cannot find it so uh, for our listeners the challenge of the week is let me know who did the artwork for the Empire Strikes back cover uh, for the uh, Atari 2600 game it looks like it's got an ATAT, but it's an early version of an ad- at and then it's got a uh, it's got a snow speeder attacking it and uh, the artwork is great you can all but you can also tell that it's not the ad at that they used in the final version of the movie, so it's definitely what looks like concept art, which is a lot of what Ralph McQuarrie did. So, okay, so let's get on to uh, Nintendo.
0: Yeah, and, NES.
1: Uh, I'll let you you take over. Uh, yeah. On
0: that. I feel like. I feel like NES to SNES is like. Peak box art, yeah. So this is going to be tough. It uh, is, and
1: and, I, and I'm going to throw in Sega Genesis because you know that I collected yes. the Sega Genesis. No, I, I'm I'm hands
0: down, yeah. That's that's during the that generation, in my opinion. It, but it's it like, is
1: that generation: of SNES, Sega Genesis, and Nintendo uh, SNES or NES. Uh, yeah, that that era, you know, it yeah. was the era for i think
0: it's it's peak box art uh yeah like i don't know there's just something about the art that they were doing okay actually you know what let's start with the worst okay and that is the um the nes had like like a series of the same kind of box art and i'm gonna list a few of them off and you'll be like oh yeah you're right (laughs) Duck Hunt, Mario Bros., Metroid, Excite Bike, Tennis, you know, all of those like Nintendo staple games for the early NES were boring. Those are some bad oh, box arts. Terrible. They all look the same. They don't help you understand the game very well. They're just just some pixel art on a black border. And, and it's a lot just... of
1: times they just showed like the main character, like in one of its stances, you know, yes. it's like we took like one of the slots of art from the game and just threw it on there. You know, yep. one of the character art, uh, what do you call that?
0: Uh, I don't know, pixel art? yeah
1: just the yeah your basic pixel art of a character you know doing something you know like knife up pixel art right and then they slapped it on a box
0: that being said the nes also has some really great box arts
1: oh it does
0: the legend of zelda's classic i mean they do this on a bunch of them uh, but it's classic just gold box art with like the red legend of zelda title and then yeah. like a symbol with it very good castlevania is incredible
1: oh yeah uh, castlevania is definitely a classic it's me. got
0: you know just this is really well done fantasy art of you know dracula and then and then a castle in the distance and then it's got simon with his like whip, whip and action, White and all weapon just, like, it's, yeah it's it's, it it's screams great. you're going on an adventure. Uh yeah, totally. And then back to the like minimalist, like Super Mario brothers 3, with just Mario with the raccoon suit like flying on a yellow background. That's good too. There's some good box arts, and then there's also some like so bad it's good. And I'm <laughs> talking about Mega Man. Mm, yep. Uh which is like charming and how dopey it is, and how it much is, it doesn't really represent the game.
1: Yeah, it it is it is dopey, uh, and uh, but yeah, like you said, I you know, you know, it's interesting when that game came out, it, that box art just was like I had no interest in that game whatsoever, honestly, from the box art. But looking back on it now. I can say that it it is charming. And of course I did end up playing it and really enjoyed it. But, uh, uh, but I don't, and and maybe that's what they were going for at the time was charming. But for me as a kid at the time, anyway, it didn't really appeal to me, but now it, yeah, now it totally does. So that's kind of an interesting concept. I didn't really think about in, in, well, just thinking about what we were going to do for this show is, you know, I think that some of the artwork got worse over time, and some artwork really became classics, like you, like you mentioned uh, Castlevania, the, the the box art on that. And I will say, well, one, I want to first say the worst box art. I totally agree. Was those Nintendo pixel artwork things? They were awful. I I am so grateful that my friend bought Metroid because I would have never bought Metroid. Oh uh, uh, yeah based off of the the artwork uh never in a million years would i purchase that game and my friend did and of course from the opening sequence and the eerie music i was hooked as we talked about in previous episodes but uh i'm so grateful he bought it because you know in 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 that time period there was of course no internet magazines were even limited i lived in small town idaho uh we relied on television and our friends to uh, sell game to, to convince us to buy games or, or whatever. And so And when, it
0: can't be overstated how little Nintendo advertised on TV Yes, in America Very that early minimal. in the NES's life. Or in their, right. you know. and,
1: and then lastly you had the box art. You'd go to the store, mm-hmm. you'd look at the box art. And a lot of times, that's the only input you had. And even back then, you'd look at these gorgeous Atari covers that were like literally works of art. And yeah, of course, the games inside weren't as good graphically. But man, there were times when I wanted an Atari game over a over an NES game just because the box art was failing that badly. And uh, so... Yeah, it, it, the, the lack of advertisements in gaming in general at this time was very low. Uh, magazines, you know, even gaming magazines were just starting to really come out, but uh, most of them were just like basic game guides and things like that, which was great because, again, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have uh, places we could instantly look up maps of different uh, dungeons or whatever, you had to go buy these books and use the books, and they were critical. But uh, back to the box art. If the box art failed, like like Metroid, I I I still don't know why my friend bought that game. <laughs> I'm glad he did, but uh, uh, and maybe it was just a curiosity of because the cover was so awful, you know. Uh, I think that he had he had a natural... Actually, I can answer this to a little bit. He had a natural affinity towards games that were made by Nintendo. I didn't. I I was very Konami. Uh, uh, so if I saw... And Konami did this thing on their covers where it had these kind of like slices of silver going on the left and the right-hand sides of their covers. So you knew it was a Konami game. Uh, you know, in... Uh, like Castlevania, it would have the artwork and you'd have these kind of almost like these shades of silver going on the far left and far right of the box. I don't know how to describe that better, but uh, every box of Konami's had that. So you knew it was a Konami game. And, uh, wow,
0: that's so funny. I didn't realize until you just mentioned it now. The, yeah. The like Yeah. It's like, it's like the image was like a square or, you know, a rectangle and had the, the art in it. And then they just like cut the shredded, the ends of it into a couple of spaces and then just kind of spaced them out Yeah, on top of the box.
1: Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's a better way to put it.
0: Uh, and yeah, it's, I'm looking at the, I just Googled the images. So like Castlevania has it. Goonies two has it. Yeah. Uh, Contra has, and it. That's and that's the other,
1: that was one of my favorite covers was Contra. Uh, it had this alien-looking creature, which, of course, was a total ripoff from Alien and Aliens, which which is exactly what I wanted. You know, that's the kind of game I wanted. I wanted to be able to go and now, fight alien bad guys.
0: What about... Now, maybe you don't know how this worked. Uh, Metal Gear is a Konami game. But it didn't. Its box art did not have the... And, and I do know how it worked. So yeah.
1: Metal Gear... Actually, was published in the United States by a company owned by Konami called Ultra. Yep, and Ultra uh, published that game, and that is another one of my favorite covers. Uh, if you've ever seen it, they completely rip off Michael Bean. Uh, Michael Bean was a, a fairly famous actor in the early eighties. He was the main character, second main character in the Terminator movies. The first one, excuse me. He played the father that goes back in time to save his, well, his girlfriend that's going to also be the parent of, of their child who saves, saves, the, saves the future. Uh, so quite a main character. He was also in Aliens. Uh, he played, uh, so again, James Cameron really apparently liked him. He played, uh, played a major marine character that helps save and is one of the few survivors of that aliens film. And then he went on to uh, the abyss, another James Cameron film. He's done some other things in between. I just, I just know his James Cameron films, but, uh, and, and then one, just a quick, uh, shout out to. Uh, the Mandalorian in season two, after having just disappeared from Hollywood for like 20 years, he came back and did an episode playing a bad guy in the Mandalorian. Uh, Really? Yeah. It was the, it was the episode. Oh shoot. uh, The girl with the two swords, the woman with the two sword lightsabers that uh, was, uh, she was Padawan to Darth Vader or
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Ahsoka.
1: Yeah. Who's going to have her own show that episode. Uh, they fight this, uh, kind of this woman and, uh, who basically is holding this town for ransom or not ransom. She's just holding it for profit. And, um, the Mandalorian and Ahsoka, uh, Try to free the, free free it. And Michael Bean is the secondary character. He he definitely looks older, because uh, he is older. And uh, it was it's just fun. really cool to see him come back. But anyway, back to the uh, so quick shout out there for Mandalorian. <laughs> if you want to see Michael Bean do a return, but that was really cool that they brought him in or that he agreed to come back to do this small. Yeah script so so he's the one
0: who appears on the metal gear box art
1: he does i mean here's the thing it was never approved he never made a
0: pin for sure
1: it was totally plagiarized but if it's one of my favorite covers because it has a super cool looking anime robot uh mech unit it's got him on the cover completely ripped off but you know when you put michael bean on an action cover Wow, you know, during that time period, because of all these awesome movies that he was in, huge selling point. It's it's literally the reason I bought the game. Michael Bean and Robots, I'm in. And of course, it was a very different game as we've discussed in previous podcasts. But it is, you know, that one and Contra, uh, Castlevania. Those are some of my just oh, very favorite uh, uh, covers during the NES period. So, uh, did we cover those pretty good? Yeah, Want to move so to NES it? I think we cool should discuss we Genesis. What? I'm sorry, what? Genesis? I was thinking we should do the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, kind of at the same time. Oh, sure. Just because they were that same... Uh, the Sega Genesis came out first and was there for about a year in play before the SNES, but really... They they came out with one sometimes the exact same cover for both systems and so I figure
0: yeah uh, that's true. we can really kind
1: of put those together I think in one grouping of what whatever our favorite covers and stuff for those those
0: two systems. Oh man, the box art used to be so good, man. I, Ugh, I, I it's funny as we've
1: been as we've been talking.
0: Both of us have been looking up artwork, um, of course, through Google. I'm, I'm thinking, of, you know, I'm just going to list off some good box arts. Golden Axe has some good box art. Yes. Streets of Rage, man, oh, what a yeah. killer box art! The Streets of Rage's box art is like what, uh, what uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence? In the karate, the Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid, yeah, like that is who he imagined himself to be. Is yes. the streets of rage box art?
1: Yes, as he uh, should.
0: Yeah, uh, Fantasy Stars definitely got a very good '80s anime oh, vibe yeah. to it. Fantasy box Stars art. were great. Uh. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog's not bad. I like its Saturday morning cartoon vibe. Yes. I don't know what this game is. I've never heard of it before. Herzog's Way?
1: Uh, Hurzog's Her- Her-
0: Yes. German
1: Her- Herzog's Vie, and it was a it was a fun game. Yes, that was a that was a really
0: It's got a good box art.
1: And it's got a great box art. One that I wanted to name that's specifically from Sega Genesis, and it was one of my early games that I uh, played. And and once again, it's it it was ripped off from a film, and so uh, it was called Super Thunder Blade. And it's got a really cool box art of the of the helicopter that you you fight in, and it just looks it just looks like you're going to be having a blast in this game and it was based off of the thunderblade arcade game um, which was also excellent in my opinion uh, it was the first game to try to do kind of 3D stuff it did it did it kind of terribly you know but at the time it was it was it was uh, groundbreaking how they how they did it and for whatever reason so the the thunderblade uh helicopter is based off of blue thunder uh a movie i of course loved from the 80s about a super helicopter that would be used on the police force it was kind of a demo and that and it's kind of that's kind of i won't talk too much of the story alone because you sh- if you haven't seen blue thunder you should uh it, it's just a great 80s film uh and a lot of video games used this blue thunder helicopter Uh, I've seen it in man four or five games and it's interesting because that helicopter was designed specifically for the movie. It was never, it wasn't a real helicopter. So to see it, anytime you saw it, you knew it was ripped off from blue thunder because that, that helicopter just didn't exist. And, uh, uh, but I love the helicopter. I think it's such a cool design and the movie nailed it. They made this helicopter look very, uh, I mean, it was a real helicopter. It really flew and did all the things that they show it doing, but you know, it had a computer on the helicopter they could type into and look up people. You no, know, that had not, you know, that was new technology, you know, sadly, right. the, the, you know, the, that just shows you how far back in the eighties this was, but, uh, Anyhow, great movie, uh, and being able to kind of play and fantasize that you were in that movie by playing this uh, video game was so much fun. And the cover art, like I said, it's it's nothing, it's nothing out of the ordinary. It's it's got just it's just really good artwork showing this helicopter flying away from bad guys, and it just I don't know, I just I really it really appealed to me. any Genesis games that you played specifically that really grabbed your attention
0: vector man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Vector man was a good one. Uh, vector man was probably the earliest instance of me going to a, a, a rental store seeing a box art and being like, this is the one I'm getting. Cause this guy looks cool. And yes. it's just a dude. That's like some green circles. Uh, but the uh, the box art made him look so rad Uh, it
1: did it did
0: yeah so that yeah that's that was that was basically it and then the snes also has some good i believe that this is where we started to diverge from just purely good box arts almost all the time to like there's some bad box arts (laughs) uh half the time yes you know for every donkey kong country there was a you know licensed spin-off title like all real monsters which is not necessarily a bad game but the box art is just some characters yeah and that's one thing that we should you
1: know we're not grading the games here at all i mean i do i have been talking about how many of these games i love or whatever but there were a lot of great covers to terrible games too so uh but our goal here is to really talk about the cover so you're absolutely you're totally right that um there are some good games behind these bad covers
0: this is also the point at which i realized that or i i mean in this conversation i guess i don't know when i realized that box arts were different across uh regions but uh um, yes like yeah. the secret of mana is maybe the most famous example of us getting a way worse box art oh i know because it's I, got this do. really amazing ginormous tree and the yes. japanese box got the whole tree and it was like a it was like a portrait style and the snes box arts all had like a, a similar format and that they were like a 16 by 10 rectangle always yes. in landscape mode and then it was surrounded by some black border basically and then we just get the bottom of the tree with some characters looking at it. it's basically roots in the american box art which so they cut off like 60 percent of the box from the and japanese version.
1: i'm so glad you brought this up because this is also the time period where for some reason some american thought that, hey, these anime looking covers, I think are gonna throw off Americans. So let's make completely different box art covers for the American audience. And honestly, this is one of the reasons I didn't get into Japanese RPG till later because the box art was so freaking horrible that I was like, "It, it looked like a really bad Dungeon and Dragons ripoff for some of these covers. And it was like and then you know if if you actually bought the game uh once again you had to have somebody else play it because the box art was so awful in america but you know in japan they got these super cool awesome anime artwork that i think would have been totally a selling point for americans i do not think it would have you know freaked freaked us out or turned us away from these video games but they were just really bad and they didn't really even cover what the game was about. And then to find out that there's this, this super awesome Japanese RPG that, you know, is incredibly popular over in Japan is, is completely bombing in the United States because of the, quite honestly, I would, I would absolutely blame it on the cover of, of the box. And, uh, uh and and that is a tragedy uh uh that yeah that they did so many of those so i'm glad you brought that up about the changing of the artwork because sometimes it was even worse than just cropping it was like literally hey let's let's get some guy that plays yeah. dumping the dragons and and have him do the cover art for this incredible you know fantasy opera game you know it's like hey that's one way to ruin an awesome game.
0: So if you're the Shinobi guy, and you have to talk about Shinobi once yeah. every Yeah, and episode, I wanted to
1: bring up the Shinobis. I did. Thank well,
0: you. Oh, I do want you to bring things. up, but I'm just saying that if you're the Shinobi guy, you have to bring up Shinobi every, every episode. I'm the Super Metroid guy, and I have to bring up Super Metroid every episode. Oh, yes, yeah,
1: so and you need to bring up Super Metroid.
0: So Super Metroid is did not get, in my opinion, a worse box art in north america than in japan it did get a different box art oh, but it's it uses the same art they just had rearranged it and and did it in a little bit of a different way we miss out on seeing the full glory of craid but we get the same ridley we get the same samus and the same pose and they just kind of rearranged it a little bit and it did something unique that that some games didn't do some did and that's that you were allowed to go outside the bounds Of the snes border and so ridley kind of hangs over the edge samus is stepping outside of the frame and that's kind of neat i like that they did that
1: it gives it kind of a
0: 3d effect too yeah i agree
1: yeah you know i i will say i like the background artwork a little better on the japanese version
0: Uh, yeah like craig for sure is better there
1: yeah, and it looks like it's more of like a cave type thing where, yeah, you know, our cover was a little bit just kind of space. There's just kind of a background of space. That being said, though, as a kid and not having seen that other cover, I I loved the the Super Mario to box art for the U.S. and uh, like you said, I like how it's out of frame for it for her leg. And, you know, Craig, Creed is right there on the cover. Uh, yeah, it, it's a, yeah, it's a great, it's a great box, box art, especially coming from Nintendo, you know. Uh, yeah, it's great. definitely I mean, one of their better artworks of all time, quite honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, well, and we, we, should, we should pick up the pace a little bit. But first, let's talk about Shinobi.
1: Yeah, so Shinobi, uh, yeah, Shadow Dancer. Uh, revenge of shinobi shinobi three uh i think all three of those had really great uh artwork covers Uh, you can
0: probably imagine them though if you know what shinobi is which is it's a ninja holding a sword across his face or chest
1: (laughs) yes it's not like they all of them (laughs) yeah it's not like they you know uh shinobi three honestly shinobi threes is the best you know, it, it had like, you know, it had some background characters in the background, yeah. you know. But, you know, honestly, I feel like my Shinobi, my love of Shinobi is biased, is biasing me a little bit. Yeah, It's, it's okay artwork for all three of them. Um,
0: uh, I don't think they're bad by any no, means. No, I don't think they're artwork.
1: bad. I don't think
0: they're bad. They're not bad.
1: And if if you if you, if you
0: I don't it, think Shin- point, Revenge of Shinobis is very good.
1: Yeah, Revenge of Shinobi actually would probably be my favorite because of the the artwork was a little higher quality. It's simpler, but yeah, it but it had a it had a cool it, cover. Uh, it does
0: have like an almost photorealistic look to it, and it is very striking.
1: Yes, yes. It's also
0: a little creepy, which is maybe why I don't like it.
1: Right, yeah. and uh. You know, and by this time, Shinobi did have a pretty good fan base. And so, you know, you really didn't have to go all out on the artwork or anything for these games, you know. It was really just like, yep, here's here's Shinobi, and here's some ninjas on the cover, and you knew what you were getting into. You know, uh, the the Shinobi... uh, it was called Super Shinobi in Japan. Uh, why they called it Super Shinobi and not Shinobi 3, I'm not too sure. But their cover work was absolutely awesome. It's like you're on this bridge and you're climbing and uh, and there's like the moon behind it. It just looks really awesome. I wish they would have used that cover work in America, but they, for whatever reason, didn't. But, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So those were, yeah, the Shinobi ones were, 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 you know, good to bad. But they were, they were, they all made their mark in, in being a, of course, a great game.
0: So moving on to the 3D generation, we got N64 and PlayStation, and this is where I, I believe, the things started to get like much worse. Yes. In box arts uh the use of 3d assets like pre-rendered 3d assets became excessive like i'm not saying they're all bad or even not like
1: but a lot of them were cheap you know or came off mm -hmm. looking cheap
0: yeah like super mario 64s is is of course iconic zelda ocarina of times is iconic majora's mask i think is is very striking it's 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 dark tone and, and color um is and you know with the with the menacing mask behind the logos is, is good, but then you've got like Don- Donkey Kong sixty four and Diddy Kong Racing that kind of they just look a little goofy. Mario yeah. Kart sixty fours is also just kind of I don't know the, the size of the characters and the reduction in action and the of, of the that's on the box arts yeah. of this time is just they became glorified logos they did yes uh yeah very little what's going
1: on in the game To hey look
0: at our characters that
1: we've got in this game yeah and uh so you know yeah i don't know that's it's kind of sad because you really don't know what's going on in the game you just know i will say i think that that
0: banjo kazooie has an excellent box art from this era Uh, because it's like kind of got a little bit of everything in it there is an action going on it is still the pre-rendered like idealization of what 64 graphics were supposed to look like in your imagination i guess but uh it's got like a very like movie poster feel to it that a lot of the rest just don't have
1: so true yep
0: uh, oh, and then PlayStation uh, has kind of a lot of the same problems, but um, I think that Siphon Filter has a really good box art, and then oh, yeah. Metal Gear, solid. Their choice to just be a blank white canvas with a red logo is so good.
1: It is, and it was. That's a bold statement because yeah. it's like this game is so good. That's all you need to know. Yes, and. And, it, and, of course, they were right. It was that yeah. good. Absolutely.
0: Uh, and then I think we've completed our transition to an era of bad box art yeah. with the next generation of you know GameCube, PS2, Xbox. That's when box art truly started to not be good because even excellent games like Metroid Prime are just the main character standing there behind a logo looking Doing at you. Doing absolutely
1: nothing. Just standing there with a background.
0: And I think that sucks. And every every box art is like this uh, now. Like,
1: I will dude. say, though, and we kind of skipped one, Sega, and, and I think it's included in this too, this generation of games. Oh, the, the Saturn. Saturn. And of course it's got to be Shinobi. Right. Uh, it had a really good artwork uh, in my, probably one of the best artworks of Shinobi
0: was... Yeah, that's actually great.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Shinobi Legions in the U.S. And uh, yeah, it's just got some really, this was like the last, to me, I feel like this was like one of the last great hand-drawn cover box arts. And why they did, I you know, when this came out, this was totally... Against the grain of, like you said, you know, big, huge, monstrous characters, 3D, and everything else. This has got, uh, this has got a story going on. You got Shinobi, you got, you got this woman ninja being taken by some bad guy ninjas. You've got this, you know, uh, this ninja in the background that's probably your father who's, you know, his soul is overlooking everyone, what's going on. I mean, it's just really awesome, uh, really awesome cover uh, yeah for that generation
0: they've got i feel like i feel like box arts between the n64 and the gamecube generation sorry to just stick it to nintendo as the generation no, no, markers, no, all right. but i feel like that's when they started focus testing box arts
1: yes seriously and
0: have you ever seen have you ever seen the kirby box art thing uh. so kirby box art in japan is almost always the same as in america except for one key difference What's in that? america kirby is angry
1: is angry
0: yeah kirby just has angry eyes they've just made his <laughs> eyes angry the box art's the same except for that he's angry in america wow. and uh, you know gamecube like, I can sort of see the, like, oh, they've, they've started to run this through marketing focus tests, in, at least in North America. Because totally. it's, the, the amount of, like, the char- a single character being the primary focus with, like, taking up, like, 50 to 60% of the overall box space is w- with the logo being, like, another 30%. Wow. And then any other additional details relegated to anything in the background is what, like, all box arts of this generation tame until eventually you get stuff like, uh, like, I don't even know if I have it. Oh, I do. You get stuff like this here. Uh, this is this is actually an alternate box art for Bioshock Infinite, which looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Bioshock Infinite, I think, is, like, the staple for bad box arts which oh, is just yeah. a guy looking yeah. off all brooding with a gun over his shoulder and it tells yes. you nothing about the game and that is like that's what happened to box arts is that that's
1: what happened to box art it really did um uh, a couple of random shout outs one is a pc game I uh it's called Starflight, and you'll probably heard me talk about it before and i'll talk about it again It is my favorite PC game probably ever. It just, it came out, you know, when Star Trek movies were coming out and it was cool to, me and my friend would pretend we were basically on a Star Trek Enterprise ship and we'd be flying all over the universe and exploring. Well, this game allowed you to do that. It had over like 300 fully mapped out uh, planets that you could explore. And for a game in the eighties, that's pretty amazing. Good old four-color CGA graphics, Um, uh, but the cover had this just this really cool, unique-looking spacecraft, and just the the, the, you know planets behind it, and the solar and the and stars, and it just made it really realize that yes, you're going to be taking this ship, and you're going to be exploring the universe, and uh, that cover art was so great because it actually was what the game was about. And uh, so just that's my only PC game. Shout out. I know there's a lot of other really great PC game cover art out there, and we didn't really cover that today, but that was one of my my favorites. The other one that I wanted to shout out on is uh, it's a PS4 game, and Mm -hmm. it is, uh, they started doing these steel cover, and they were made of, you know, metal cover, uh, steel cover editions of some of their more classic video games, which basically allowed them to charge five bucks more. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Persona five. That's awesome. And yeah, I think and a
0: good steel book is good. You know, every now and, and then the
1: steel look is good. And you know, this Ooh, one, uh,
0: Valkyria Chronicles now, there's a good yeah. one.
1: And you know, Honestly, what I liked about it is, yes, it's it's a character one, but it's got all of the main characters, which is a ton. Uh, it's got the tanks, it's got... Uh, and it's just basically got the whole group ready, to, ready for action. And uh, normally, I don't really care for that type of artwork, but this one was just... Uh, again, it's anime artwork. It was really well done, very high detail, and... Uh, for one of my favorite games that of, at of, of that time period uh just really really neat neat cover art. do you have any yeah. shout outs for more recent games and it seriously that's my one shout out you know i can't as you said uh and i agree cover art is a lost lost uh art form in in two different ways one because boxes are becoming less a selling point
0: yeah. and
1: now video games are being there's cover art in a way to sell the video game in uh on online stores but again that art cover art is very specific to how can we sell this game to uh, as an online as an online store right right versus I, hey i got a box in my hand and this is this is a great
0: looking box i don't have a modern i don't have that many games in the physical physical anymore. form uh and all of them have the dude either facing towards or slightly off the camera uh
1: yeah like cyberpunk know, is a gun. perfect
0: example of a terrible cover. I mean, here's death in, a, which isn't, you know, isn't exactly the same. You got two people holding guns. Ooh. The, you know, Yeah. They so really, they, that, that sadly was probably risky.
1: I bet somebody in a room was saying, I don't know. I Can't think have we a should lady stick on to box. one.
0: I think we should stick to one guy on a box. What well, you know that? what? Titanfall two's Titanfall two's isn't bad. I, I like
1: one. I love Titanfall one and two. And, yeah excellent which is which is funny that we've never discussed those but uh, yeah that's a good cover for for a modern cover uh, I just
0: <laughs> five, I, don't know.
1: I love that game but yeah here's here's one character on this the one's just
0: a, the picture of a mask like it doesn't... yeah it's not even a character it's a mask yeah I you know I don't have a good modern shout out really uh, at all. And I don't blame um, you. <laughs> yeah, and looking at it, those
1: covers I can see why. Not you to don't. say
0: that they I don't I don't wanna give people the impression that they don't exist. There's great they box do. art they do all over the place. It's just it's it has become like it used to be that good box art was essential and now it seems like it's like no no no, you just gotta you just gotta get a picture of a dude on the cover with a gun and that's yep. what'll sell you the game. And yeah, it truly is. It's I think maybe this Persona 5 Steelbook might be the... I don't know what the regular cover looks like, but... That's pretty awesome. I agree with you. Cool. I would say that that's a good
1: shout-out. You know, it's... It's, it's again, it's like mine where it shows the main cast, but it is the main cast. It's not just one person with a gun. And, uh... Yeah, it, it's... That's a great game.
0: And this is certainly not... <laughs> very recent, but, uh... I think at the, at a time when box art started to become more boring, Animal Crossing, on the GameCube, yes, really didn't go that way, and I think that that's neat.
1: Yeah, that's a good shout out. I uh, yeah, Animal Crossing. I I I would say that's a like you said, it's not newer, but it is it is during that time period where things were just going down in flames. It felt like you know.
0: Uh, yeah, i'm just trying to pull in box starts all over the place here and i well, just and, I, and I, I will say
1: that i feel like i feel like this is also where japan and america diverged on cover because i do feel like and this could be a bias but i do feel like uh the cover work in japan has continued to get better versus that's where very we,
0: possible yeah
1: where we've gotten worse. Now I'm not saying that they don't have bad too, because they, they absolutely do because a lot of ours are the same. But what I find out, uh, when they've gone against the grain and did their own cover work for their region, it's usually good stuff is what I've seen. So, you know, which is interesting, uh, you know, and, and you know, obviously I'm into anime and I'm into, uh, uh, Japan and stuff so it's uh you know there's definitely a bias there but for me it's like yeah every time they do something and make it unique man that goes really far for me when when we're seeing so much generic cover artwork right now
0: yeah it's it's so, uh it's a toughie anyway I think I don't I mean it's a bummer to oh you know what here let's 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 end it off on this this is not a bummer <laughs> so that, that was our conversation on box art which is that we feel yeah. that box arts can be great but they've gotten generally worse over time
1: and i think that i think one one of the leading causes is that we've gone to online stores where
0: mm-hmm.
1: you with a single click of a button you can read a whole description of the game you can see screenshots videos, all this stuff yeah videos yeah videos trailers so you know, Before, all you had was the box art. Now, you have just a little icon on a screen that's box work, artwork. But if it even remotely interests you, and it usually it's the title, you click on the game, and again, you have all the information about that game. So that's changed yeah. the need for box art. And, I, and I now, really, the
0: key is, is icon work, is identifying it and making it striking on your home screen
1: yep it is exactly it's icon work that's a good way to put it
0: Yep. so uh that was that's our that's our box art discussion so thanks for joining us for episode 11 uh we will see you next time Uh, take care have a good one